Well, hello everyone and welcome to today's free call. Uh, we are getting close already, kind of crazy, but winding down the year, we're going into that, getting close to that fourth quarter. And I truly desire to help you finish this year, 2018 out strong and, to, and, and mainly to help you set up 2019 to be the most successful in your best year yet. So for those of you who do, who do not know me, my name is Corey Lee and I'm an executive director with the John Maxwell team. And I'm a speaker, a coach and a trainer. And I, I tell you, I absolutely love leadership, uh, personal growth and mindset. And I just really love helping people move from where they currently are to wherever it is that they want to be. And and I'm just excited to be on the call with you today and to get the opportunity to add value to you through this teaching. And it's one of my favorite books. The principles that we'll be discussing today are, are they're from undoubtedly one of the most powerful personal development and business development, um, actually books there is. It's called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So this is going to be a very exciting um 40, 50, maybe 55 minutes for all of us. And if you've never read the book or if you've never been in a deep study of it, then <laughs> my goodness, I tell you, you're in for a real treat. You really are. So, and I tell you, one of the reasons I love this book is that the principles of the book, they work. They worked in my life and in my business. But the problem to uh, really prior to really studying the book, the problem prior to to having a mentor come alongside of me to really go through the book with me is, you know, I didn't know anything about the principles, even though the things were working for me in my business. And, and it wasn't until doing a deep dive, it really turned me from a, uh, I guess you would say from an unconscious competent into a conscious competent. So in, in other words, what I mean is I was doing some of the things right in terms of the creative process prior to the study and, and studying the book, but I was doing just as many of them wrong, right? And and the ones that I was doing right, I didn't know what they were, right? And the ones I was doing wrong, I didn't know what they were either. So going through the book, it was really a big revealer to me. That That was really a big revealer to me. So <clears throat> I know if you'll stick with me. If you'll just stick with me through this teaching day, I have no doubt in my mind that you'll gain some new insights. And if you apply the principles that we'll be discussing, then there's no way, no way, absolutely no way that growth does not occur. So now before we really get started, I have to tell you about, um, about my mentor. He, his name's Paul Martinelli, but he took me through this study, kind of like I'm taking you and, um, and for the past 25 years, since his mentor first handed him the book, Think and Grow Rich, Paul has basically consistently uh, devoured the information. He's applied the information. He's gotten great results pretty much time after time after time. And, and the thing about Paul, he's, he's built not one, not two, but four multi-million dollar companies from the ground up. Now, I have to tell you, that, that's pretty impressive to do once, but to do it, you know, four times in a row, you know, it, it, it's obvious there's a system there. It's obvious there's a system. And Paul, Paul, he was a, he was a high school dropout and, and just failed terribly in school. He, he had a big self-esteem and self-image problem because Paul, he grew up with this speech impediment and he was a stutter. And you, you know how kids are. They, you know, they make fun of you. They find whatever to make fun of you, right? And, and because of that, he had all these 
uh, self-judgment and all those kind of things about that. And when he went through the first half of his life, basically he went through the first half of his life thinking he was dumb and stupid. And, and he, he's told me that he believed that he would never amount to anything because he didn't have a formal education. And he spent most of his time thinking that that, that was just the hand that he has dealt. And, it, and he's going to have to play the hand. But he didn't just have to play the hand. He, he changed some things in his life and became very successful. And that's, to me, that's, that's pretty impressive to someone that didn't finish high school, right? Very impressive, actually. But, but what that tells me is that these principles can be applied by anyone. And if Paul can do it, so can I. And if I can do it, that means you can too. If I can do it, so can you. So just quickly, though, I know from past experience when I do these type of calls, Many people want, um, they want more information. They want to know how they can find out more. So maybe, uh, maybe I can fit in at some point or cover again at the end of, end of this call on how, how those of you that might be interested in doing a deeper study, how you can get more information about that if you want. So, okay, Let, let's go ahead and jump in here. Um, let's don't take up any more time. Let's just jump right on into this thing. So Paul, again, he mentored me through this book, and he taught me, and, and he nurtured me along the way, nurtured my learning along the way. And I, I'll tell you, I've read the book a bunch of times. <laughs> you, can, you can ask my wife. I've read it several times, and she's like, what are you, slow? When didn't you get the first time, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean I've read the chapter on persistence over 20 times. And, and, you know, in the book, you know, he makes a promise. He says there's a secret in the book. And if you find the secret and then you apply the secret to your life, he says that you can have anything you want. And he says there's something strange about the secret that once you discover it and then, then you apply it, he says that riches begin to come to you so fast and so furious, you'll wonder where they've been hiding all those lean years. And that, you know, that was really intriguing for me because, you know, when I started, we had just sold our PT practice, which was, I mean, it was successful. And when anyone would ask how we, would, how we did it, I would just say, well, we, we just did this. And we just did that. We just, and we just, and we just, and I, I would say we just. But I knew there had to be, there, there had to be some principles in there that I could take and I could replicate those results in other areas of my life instead of just saying a bunch of just this and a just that, right? So going through this book with a mentor helped me. I mean, it really did. It helped me to see those principles and how to apply them, and I'll share those with you on this call. And for those of you who wish to join the eight-week study, we can, we can deep dive uh, into that more during that eight-week study. Now, I have to tell you, in order to get the most out of this, uh, let me share with you, if you're, if you're taking notes, this is probably the first thing you'll want to write down. <clears throat> there, there are six core tenets or, or six core knowings in the book, Think and Grow Rich. And I, I've read the book, as I said, a bunch of times. Some parts of it I've read 20, 10, 20, 30 times. I mean, I've memorized pieces of the book, but there are, if you're going to get the most out of the book, Think and Grow Rich, there are six agreements, six knowing, six things you have to understand that you have to be congruent with if you're going to be able to apply the principles of the book. And here's the first one, okay? The first is you have to know that there's a power. 
that there is one power and one presence. Now, in the book, remember, if you've read the book, you know when Hill writes the book, this is, I mean, this is a long time ago. This is decades ago. He refers to this power as infinite intelligence. He refers to it as universal power. Now, in my study and in my life, I've come to find this one power and this one source to be God. G, capital G, O-D. And I think there's a lot of programs on human potential and lots of programs on goal setting and lots of those programs on sales and, and lots of programs on overcoming your limiting beliefs. And I think if they leave out this part, if they leave out the spiritual component of it, then those programs are incomplete. And so I think if you're going to get anything out of the book, Think and Grow Rich, or, or certainly if you're studying it with me, you have to have a knowing that there's one God and that all things come from that source. And there's a divine source and that we work directly with that source. In fact, the second knowing is that, that this power, this source that I call God, God operates by law. Now, you hear me refer to these laws as universal laws, okay? But <laughs> don't let that trip you up, okay? These are God's laws, and the universe obeys. But, but there are absolute laws of creation, and these laws operate in, with, and through all things, and that includes you and me. And it's the understanding and the application of living in congruent living in a congruent way with these laws that is a creative process. It's, it's not by luck and it's not by chance. When, when our family, when we go on vacation, we, we like to go to Destin. When we go on vacation to Destin, there are times I can look out at the ocean and certain times of the day, you'll look out and you'll notice the tide is going out. And then, then you'll look again at other times and the tide is coming in. And, and that, the tide going in and out, that's governed by law. And there are seven of these laws that govern the way you think, behave, and manifest in your life that God creates and has ordained for the creative process to flow with and through you. So this third knowing, the third knowing, third tenet of thinking grow rich, and <clears throat> certainly in this study with me, is, is understanding your role is to always be seeking an ever greater awareness of your oneness with this power. So that, that in other words, this power, this power is not separate from you and that our role in the creative process to be seeking an awareness, a oneness with God so that we can operate more effectively within the laws of his creation. Now next, the fourth is that, that there's a truth. There is a truth within you that's greater than your current conditions and your current circumstances. And I tell you, I, I don't know what you're facing right now on this call. I don't know. I, I know there, there was a time in my life I couldn't see this. I couldn't see this. No, I couldn't even accept. I couldn't even accept it, that there was a truth greater within me than the facts and conditions. See, I was, I was living from, from facts and conditions. I was living from conditions and circumstances. I, I was stuck in the physical reality of my world. And I'm going to tell you what, it, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It was a life of struggle. And yet I was, I was going to get the most out of this book. If I was going, if you're going to get the most out of this book, you're going to get the most out of this study with me. There's a part of your thinking that must be idea that there's a truth within you that is greater than the facts and circumstances of where you currently are. So the fourth 
I'm sorry, that was the point we just talked about, right? The fifth is that these facts, the facts can't overpower you, right? So in addition to operating by universal laws, this source, this power that I call God, capital G-O-D, has also declared promises for your life. And one of those, one of those is for you to have dominion over all things. See, in the current facts of your life, the, the only fact about, about that is that, that facts change. <laughs> facts change, right? And there are declared promises, and there's people who will claim to know what these promises are and, and not redeem those promises in their life. So, in, And if you're going to be part of this study, this is absolutely, we're, we're going to call upon not only the lawful understanding of how God created this process of creation for all of us, but also the promises, these promises that go along with it. And this last one, the sixth knowing, is that, that we're not to be concerned about getting even, right? No, we don't want to worry about getting even, trying to make things fair, trying to make things right with other people who are in this world. That's not, that's not our role. This, uh, this is the power of trust that we place in God. And when we, when we can place, when we cannot concern ourselves, we're trying to get even, we're trying to make things fair, when we can just stop and step out of that role of judgment and trust and trust God to do that, it, what it does, it really it just fortifies our oneness with God. It, it deepens our trust in our understanding and our relationships with God. And I th it's through this and these awarenesses that I teach the book, Think and Grow Rich. And, and in the study, it was, it was this book that really caused me to go much deeper and deeper into the field of accumulated knowledge in the topic of human potential and, and the creative process. So when we study this book, really not just we're not really just studying Napoleon Hill. I, I really just can't do that. I, I've, I've devoured Hill's work. I've studied it. Again, I, like I said, um, my wife, she'll tell you, I've read it a bunch of times. But so many of the other thought leaders like, like Roan and Troward and Fleet and Maxwell and Ziegler and Emerson and Throw and Waddles and all the others that I've spent, spent time uh, studying and really entering into the contemplation of their work and, and the meaning of their work, it really comes into this study. See, I think it's, I think it's very natural for all of us to be on this call. I think, I think it's very natural that we, we seek wisdom, how we can transform our lives, how we can create transformation in our lives. It's natural, but <laughs> it's not normal. And I, I tell you, normal, normal sadly for today for most people is, is sitting on their back ends in front of the TV screen, you know, watching they're, they're watching the best of the worst, or you know, kind of a kind of on purposely accessing the web, you know, hoping to find something that can then entertain the mind in under 17 seconds <laughs> before you click to find the next mindless interruption in their awareness. So there, there's not many other ways I can tell you. I'd rather spend my time. I, I love spending my time with people who are who are willing to take a challenge to to break free from what is considered normal. So I really want to say thank you. Thank again. Thank you again for being on this call today. I really do appreciate taking your time. So, you know, transformation, when we think about it, it requires that we think differently. And in Think and Grow Rich and in this study, the focus is on the transformation of thinking. And the Apostle Paul, he says, he said, do not conform to the pattern this world 
Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is the good and acceptable and perfect. Now, I'm telling you, I, I'm willing to test some things. I, absolutely, I'm, really, I, I'm willing to test some things. Absolutely, I'm willing to put myself in an experiment. You know, when we look at what Paul said, what, what, is it, what does that really mean? See, your world, the life that you've created has been formed by a pattern of thinking. The renewing of our minds occurs through this creative process of establishing a new pattern of thinking that is not of this world. So that, that's to say, it's not of your current conditions and circumstances, it's not of your current knowing, and it's not of your current or your beliefs. Your, your answers to the question of how do I get from here to there, I want you to catch this. The answers to your question of how do I get from here to there will never be found in your conditions and circumstances as they are now. The answer to how do I get from here to there is not part of your current knowing. It's, it's not part of your current belief right now. It, if it was, <laughs> you'd over, you've already done it, right? If it was, you see, most people don't know how to create this renewal. And, and, and when they're, they're being taught how to do it, they don't trust themselves in this process. They, they, they have this fear of letting go of old, old and um, familiar patterns. I know I did. I know I did. So when it, when it was time for me to let go of something I really believed to be true in my life in favor of a consideration of a new possibility, <laughs> I was scared to death, right? I mean, even the patterns that don't create things in our lives, even when we're, we're creating things that, that we don't, don't know, right? It's a challenge to let go of what's familiar. So most people hold on to them. They'll hold on to those beliefs rather than, than even entering into the experiment, as Paul said, and, and, and testing a new way and new pattern of thinking, this really, this real renewal. And the, the victory of that, the victory of that of establishing this, this new pattern is not the achievement of some goal on the physical dimension of our lives. The, the real achievement comes in what Paul says at the end of the statement there. He says, we learn to discern what is the will of God in our lives and what is our highest good, acceptable, and perfect. See, the win, the win is not in getting something. The win is the wisdom to know God's voice in our life above all other voices. It's to learn how to co-create with God according to his laws, to create new patterns of thought from higher levels of awareness that allow us to manifest our highest good for the rest of our lives. And this allows us to live a life that, that we've designed rather than a life, um, a life by default. <laughs> I mean, I can remember Paul, not the Apostle Paul, but my mentor Paul, when he was saying, you know, he, he was playing life based on the cards he was dealt. He just thought he had, it, it never occurred to him, it, it never occurred to Paul that, that he could take the cards he was dealt and throw them back into the pile, throw them back into the center of the table and demand a new hand from life. I mean, it, it never even occurred to him that. See, this type of transformation requires thinking the way that is aligned and congruent with the life you want to create and, and that is in harmony with God's purpose for your life. And here's the starting point. 
this is the starting point right here. Our thinking must be congruent with the mental model of perfection that we're claiming we want to create. I, ca I can't tell you. I can't tell you the number of times where I've heard people say one thing, they, they wish for this one thing, and then they behave, their actions are in a completely different way. In other words, our thinking, our behavior, our habits, our, our beliefs, they all have to be congruent, not just with the patterns of our lives as they are now. That's not it, right? It, it's our thinking. Our thinking must be congruent with the pattern of our emerging future that we desire to give birth to and to, and to, to create this new pattern. I, I think... I think there's four requirements, okay? And, and here they are. Here's the first one. I think, I think it requires that you come from an abundant and prosperity conscious mindset. Now, you know, even, even at my place of desperation, when, when Kim and I were struggling financially and we, we had this $8 that, that we had paid our bills and gassed up the car, and we had $8 to stretch for two weeks until the next paycheck came. I understand, and, and I understood and had an abundant mindset, okay? I, I mean, I understood that there was an abundance of other resources, right? That, that there, was a, there was abundance of resources because I saw other people have abundance. So I certainly knew that there was an abundance, but what I was lacking was the second half of that, which was prosperity consciousness. You see, the difference is in abundance, I can see all the opportunities for other people. Prosperity conscious says, and for me too. It's an internal impersonalization of an awareness that says, I'm not separate from this abundance. Because we understand that this source, God, capital G-O-D, this, this the very first kind of tenet in the book is acknowledging that there is this divine perfect source. This source creates only two ways. God creates things two ways, perfectly and abundantly. And for you too. And I, I think, I think if we're going to have this renewal, we're, we're going to come from this congruent place. If we're going to start at this departure point in our life, this place where we are now on our way to where it is that we want to go, we have to believe that this part of us, that we're in harmony with the good that we see. Now, the second requirement, the second requirement is that we expand our awareness of what's actually possible. Right, and we do that by challenging the agreements we have with what we claim is possible. So we, we have to expand our awareness, right? We have to expand our awareness of what's possible. And then we also have to challenge any agreement we have with what we think is impossible. Now let me let me give you an example of this. So several years ago, when Kim Kim, uh, my wife, she was still in college and she was getting close to completing her doctor's degree, we had this discussion of. We'd be driving down the road and say, wouldn't it be cool, <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if we opened up our own physical therapy clinic? I mean, wouldn't that be so cool? I mean, we could, it's something we could do together. We could do it together. We could, we could help other people. And, oh, you know what? Wouldn't it be even cooler <laughs> if we had this gym to go along with it so, so people could come work out and they could stay active? And Man, yeah, wouldn't that be cool? And then... I thought, well, you know, neither of us, neither of us really know how to run a business. We don't even know, we don't even know any doctors that would trust us enough to refer their patients to us. And, and I'm not even a real therapist. I'm an assistant. I'm just an, I'm a PTA, a PT assistant. 
In other words, what we were thinking was, well, we will never be able to do that. Like, like either the dream or us, we're going to have to drop dead before we ever owned our own business because there's no way, right? There, there's no way. And you know, me without even thinking, me without even really thinking about it, instantly made an agreement with that thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, that, that, would, be, that would be cool, but, you know, that's, that's not going to happen. Certainly, certainly we, were, we were never going to do that. Listen, we so quickly, I, I so quickly, I so quickly made an agreement with what would be impossible that quick, like that, in my life without even thinking about it. And here it is. I wanted to open up my own practice. It's not that I didn't want it. I mean, I wanted it, right? I wanted it, and I was so willing to kill even the possibility of it in favor for a limiting belief that I was familiar with, something I was familiar with. Now, I mean, we can look back. It's, it's 2018 now, and some of you know we did open up that PT clinic inside our own 6,800-square-foot building that, that housed two other gyms with it that we own. And, and Kim and I, we started four, four other businesses, and now I do leadership training, mentoring, coaching to help other, other leaders and other business owners grow their business. And that's my desire for you, Darren, if you decide to join this eight-week study to help you grow. I know the title of the book is Think and Grow Rich, and some people get caught up on the rich part. Here's the deal, right? Here's the deal is money is what it is. It's just a tool. It's a tool we can use to purchase things we need or want and a tool to measure and track our progress. And just know, just know, we are talking about living a rich life here, okay? <laughs> so as you go through this program with me, we're, we're going to be setting your goals and, and your arrival point destinations, as, it, as he writes about in Chapter 2 of this book. Now, your goals, they may be a physical object like a house or a car or a vacation, or, or yours may be a worthy idea like, like fostering or doing some other kind of good. Or it may be a monetary goal. I don't know. Everybody's got their own goal. But I, I know people. I know people who have set a goal to earn $50,000 this year. Some people I know have set and achieved the goal of earning $50,000 in one month. I know some people who have set the goal and accomplished it to earn $50,000 in a week. I also know people that have set the goal achieved the goal and earned $50,000 in one hour. And here's how they did it. They made a congruent agreement with what they wanted and they allowed it to actually be possible in their awareness long enough for it to become their truth. Now here's the third requirement. It requires that we not only kind of have the image of what it is we want, it requires that you develop the image in yourself. You develop the image and you develop yourself. I don't know if um, I don't I don't know if any of you guys on this call are familiar with the stick person teaching that I share and many others share from the work of Dr. Thurman Fleet. Um, and, and this thinking that is that that we think in pictures, right? So right now, think of your home. Think of your car. Think of where you work. 
right? You, when I say those words, you don't see C-A-R or H-O-M-E or, D you know, you, you actually see a picture, right? We, we think in pictures. But having the picture in and of ourselves is a worthless exercise if we don't develop it, if we don't develop ourselves. And, and the way to do that is by doing what we're all doing right now, right here, where we intentionally place ourselves in an environment conducive to our growth. We're exposing ourselves to new ideas that challenge our old patterns of thought. And we do so in a supportive community of like-minded people, right? See, like, you know, here, here's what I mean. When I just said, and I said it for a reason, I said it for a reason that I know people that make $50,000 in a year or $50,000 in a month or 50,000 in a week or 50,000 in a day or 50,000 in an hour. Now, there's some of you who, who when I said 50,000 in a month, your mind closed like that. There's others who thought, okay, all right, maybe, maybe, just maybe I could do that in a month, maybe. But then when I said in a week, your mind closed. And then when I said, then when I said, some can do it in a day, in an hour, you say, oh, you crazy. Hey, that's crazy. Oh, well, I can't do that. I can't do that. In other words, for many of you on this line, when I was talking about, about being able to earn like that, your mind completely shut off. Completely shut off like that. You may have even stopped. You may even stop listening. I don't know. You may have dropped off the call and hopped back on after that. I don't know. And, and, and so here's the deal. So we have to challenge these old patterns of thought. And it's one of those things you just can't do yourself. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. You, you got to do it. But you can't do it alone. That's what this eight-week study is for. That's what this eight-week study is for. Now here's the fourth one. All right, the fourth requirement is it requires that you recognize that your life is happening through you and not to you. That is a huge difference. You know, when I heard that, you know, I, I, I didn't really understand that. So let me just put a little bit of content underneath it. You are a creative being. You are made in the image of the creator, capital C. All you and I do, all we do is create. All we do is receive energetic signals, and all we do is broadcast the vibration of our thought and our being. That's all we do. That is the creative process. So as spiritual beings, all you and I do, all we do is seek fuller expression and fuller expansion. I mentioned a moment ago that Kim and I started four businesses and grew one of, one of those to where we were billing out over $2 million a year. But we made the decision to sell those businesses to, to move into new growth. Now, that was great for then, right? That, that was great for then. And we high-fived all around the table. That was great. But that was, uh, that was then. And now we want more. I want more. I want to be more. I want to do more and have more than, than that. I, I want to be and do and have. See, I've often said that the state of awareness for the live person is that we're always to be grateful but never satisfied. So as spiritual beings, we will. If you're a singer, you want to sing louder. If you're a jumper, you want to jump higher. If you're a runner, you want to go further and faster. That's the spiritual essence of who we are. As the highest consciously aware being God created, life does not happen to us. Life happens through us. This is not... 
Look, this is not just new age mumbo jumbo talking points, okay? So uh, most people, will, they approach this book, they approach Think and Grow Rich and never get rich because of two reasons. First, they've approached it from mind over matter perspective, right? They're, this is this is us trying to make it happen. When in reality, the laws of creation are, are to operate from a model of mind into matter. This is not just semantics here, okay? <laughs> the, the difference, listen, the difference is significant here when you take the time, when you take the time to contemplate it. You see, I, I, I do not believe our focus should be on trying to make things happen, right? I, our focus shouldn't be on trying to make things happen. I believe we should focus, you need to focus on making it welcome in our lives. Making it welcome in our lives. And the starting point of that is 100% within your power of control, 100%. It's 100% within your power right now to be living, being, and thinking in a congruent way with what you want to create in your emerging future, regardless of the conditions and your current circumstances. So you can certainly live and have your thinking be congruent with what you want. See, mind over matter, that has us focusing that, that has us forcing our will and, and, and forcing the gates, right? The, the other is mind into matter. That's different. Mind into matter has us taking our rightful place in God's plan of creation where we are causative beings in the cycle of creation. Now, <laughs> this, look, I get it. This is not pixie dust and unicorns, okay? Both, both require that we work. Both require that we work, okay? But one has us working from the outside in, and the other has us start at the center of our being from the inside out. Now, I, now I think we've all been at different times. We've all had different, different parts of us be enslaved. Right? We, we have patterns of thought and behaviors that keep us trapped. And, you know, when, when as much as the beginning of the new year, when, when we make all these New Year's resolutions, we make these new declarations of change and, and the new things that we're going to, that we want to create in our life as, as much as we're thinking about the goal, what we're talking about, what we're talking about really is, is, is breaking the pattern, breaking the pattern, what's keeping us from having it. I mean, we have, we have ways of being that keep us from being our whole self and, and transformation occurs when we become aware of an idea we become aware of an idea that has the potential to set us free, and then we follow the process of nurturing that idea to life. And to do that, to do that, it requires your whole self. It does. It, it requires your whole self to be free from the traps. My promise to you is this. Listen, in these eight weeks, if you'll join me in these eight weeks, my promise to you is this, is in these eight weeks through Think and Grow Rich, I'll show you how I've done this, and I'll show you how I've seen others do it. And what's left is a life that's filled with predictable results based on what you would love to create, a life that is a whole lot less complicated and a future that is manifest by design rather than by default. See, I used to hope my luck would change, you know, ne never really knowing that I had the power within me to change it. And before... I've read this book before, but before reading it and really studying it, having someone come alongside of me, mentor me through this book, before then, I lived from the outside in. I never really knew, never knowing that there was a lawful way of creation that operated from the inside out. I was just, 
I was always operating from the old patterns of programming that many people operate from. So I, many people operate from that. So I was told that if, if you're going to be successful, if I was going to be successful, had to be in the right place at the right time, right? <laughs> and if you're on this call and you still have a pulse and if you haven't dropped, you haven't dropped this call, you know that's a lie. You know that's not true. You know that you can, you can be right in the middle of the right place at exactly the right time and still lose. I know it. I, I don't have. I've been standing right next to the other person, right in the middle of the right place, and boom. I'm in the middle of the right place, and I'm in the middle of the right time, and other people win and I lose, right? <laughs> I also know this. also know that you can be in the wrong place at the wrong time and win. It's about awareness. See, it does you no good, no good to be in the right place at the right time if you lack the awareness that you're even there. If you lack the awareness of the opportunities that are right there in front of you. If you can't, if your mind is so closed and so held tightly shut by an old pattern of belief that you can't even see the opportunity. But most people, they'll argue for what they do not want. And then they're, then they're surprised when it actually shows up. They're surprised when it shows up in their life. Some people think that, that life is just a, uh, just a, you know, uh, just a bunch of accidents. They say, they say some are happy accidents and some aren't so happy accidents, right? But, but what if today, what if right now on this very call, what if this, what if this, what if this call was something that you were kind of really called to be on? What if, what if today wasn't just something that you were, were doing today at 12 o'clock? I mean, what if today really mattered in a creative universal way for you? What if, what if the time that you set aside here wasn't just to be on this call, that you were actually trading your life, that, that you were actually trading up? Well, I mean, what if today was your divine appointment to set in motion a completely new pattern of your life and for your life? What if the decisions that you're, you were going to make on this call about your life right now had the power to change the trajectory of your life and the lives of those that you love? I mean, what if, what if you were on this call, not by accident, but by divine intervention? See, the question, the question, of course, then, would be how would you know the difference? And that's a, that's a pretty big question, right? See, I wrestle with it. How would I know the difference? See, I didn't even know myself. I didn't think there's a big question that a lot of people who, who read uh, Think and Grow Rich, it's, many of them read it and they never learn the answer to. They never get, it, get into their lives, and for that, they never really live and create the life they, they hope for, right? Most people are unwilling to invest in themselves to learn a new way so they never discern. They never discern the voice of faith over their doubt. They, they never discern the voice of their possibility over their fear of their dreams. Second reason most people fail to bring forward what, what Napoleon Hill calls a secret in the book is because it's because they read the book solely focused on their rival points of where they want to be, on the rival points of creation, and solely on the rival points of creation, and they give no thought, no, they, they completely fail to recognize the very important departure points play. See, an arrival point in the model of think and grow rich is the goal that, that you want to achieve, right? That, that's where you want to be. And in this eight-week study, we'll, we will definitely identify an arrival point. 
just like the millions of other people who have read the book. Um, but, but what we're going to do differently is we're going to spend a whole lot of time looking at our departure points. Departure point, it has multiple points. There, there's not just one. There's one arrival point, one singular goal you're working toward, but there's multiple departure points that are pieces of the journey to, toward your goal. And in each one of these, we have to break free from the old patterns that keep us in what many, many define as a comfort zone, right? And at, the, at each of these, and every one of these, these departure points, we must look at our patterns of thought, look at our patterns of belief, look at our patterns of action, evaluate if they are congruent with the desired arrival point that we've set. So where I stand right now, when I start start work work towards my goal, when I'm when I'm working towards my goal is is my thinking, where I'm at right now, is my thinking congruent with where I want to be? That's the entire body of work here. Right at, at the place of our departure points, we have to determine what competing commitments we hold on to in our old patterns of thought. What competing commitments do you have in your behavior? What what competing commitments do you have in your habits? What competing commitments do you have in the belief that conflict with that arrival point that you claim you want to reach? See, it's, it's this system, it's this process which allowed me to break free from the goal-killing pattern that had me operating from my departure point. See, one of the things that killed me, one of the things that killed me is I used to think if I believe it, then it must be true. If I believe it, it must be true. If I believe that I couldn't start a, and operate a business, well, then, well, <laughs> I just can't. I just couldn't do it. That's the truth, right? When the reality, when the reality, me believing something or believing uh, something does not make it true. It, it doesn't even make it my truth. It doesn't even make it your truth. There's no independent truth. Truth is truth. The power of not just knowing this, but really entering into the practice of it that that that's comes from your departure points it allows you to see an entirely new map of the world to have a compass that is truly magnetized to the truth to a true north now let me let me give you an example all right this is an example from the book in chapter one on desire napoleon hill writes he says this is what he says every person who wins in any undertaking must be willing to burn his ships and cut all sources of retreat. Only by so doing can he be sure of maintaining that state of mind known as burning desire to win, which is essential to success. See, the ships that, that he was talking about is our old patterns. It's our old patterns of behavior. We must be willing to let go of or, or, or burn our old patterns of thought and behavior. We've got to let We've got to burn the patterns that are not congruent with the life we're claiming we want. You see, when I first read this book, <laughs> I want to get rich, okay? All right, that, that's what I wanted. I know, I know. I know. I tell people, yeah, I know. It's called thinking you're rich, but it, it doesn't just mean money. It's a rich life. And, that, and that's all true, okay? But when I first started, I was focused on the money side of that equation, okay? All right, I'm just being honest here. You you got to understand I was frustrated, okay? You understand that? I, I was frustrated, and I desperately wanted to change from making, from where we were several years ago of making that $8 stretch two weeks at a time. And what frustrated me the most was that, that I saw other people around me 
who were far ahead of me, seemingly getting getting opportunity after opportunity and break after break, but but that wasn't happening for me. See, I, I saw people who, although they had these diplomas and they had these degrees and these big long letters out behind their names, I knew, I knew they weren't any smarter than me. They were winning and I was losing. I saw people with less talent, less hustle, no work ethic, and they were passing me by. They were leaving me in the dust. You see, I was, I was living in my old pattern programming, my grandmother told me. And she said, if you work hard, if you work hard and honest, you get ahead in life. Well, I was working hard. I was doing honest work. But I wasn't there yet. Then I came across a statement in the book after I guess, I mean, I, I'd probably read it five or six times, but I don't know how many times it took me to read it before, <laughs> before ding, 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 I caught the sentence, right? And, and I'm sure it was there before, but it didn't hit my awareness until then. I think that's the, that's the power of studying the book, not just reading. And he'll said, he said this, he said, if you're one of those that believe that hard work and honesty alone will bring you riches, perish the thought. It's not true. Riches, when they come in huge quantities, are never the result of hard work. Riches come, if they come at all, in response to definite demand based on the application of the definite principles and not by chance or luck. See, I had a very clear arrival point. I had done just what Hill had said and prescribed to do in the book. I had a very clear mental model of what I wanted to create, and I had a clear picture of what my life would look like when I got there. But what I was unaware of was my competing commitments to my own beliefs and patterns to that arrival point. So I didn't realize that I had, that, that I had created a, a competing belief in my own departure point to what it was that I wanted. You see, my departure point belief was not only that, that I was going to have to work really hard, really hard to win. I also believed that the only way anybody would ever get ahead was to take advantage of other people, right? And my departure point said that the only people who got ahead are people who cheat or rig the system or take advantage of other people. That was my departure point. My departure point belief was that rich people, people who had the kind of money that I wanted to make, you know, they weren't really nice people. They were selfish. They got there and they got ahead by taking someone else's place. So my departure point belief was, was the reason I had such a small piece of life's pie was because other people, all these other people, had bigger pieces of the pie. And it's the only way that I was going to get a bigger piece was, to, was that some other people were just going to have to settle for less. And that's just the way the game was played. Now, the conflict here is obvious, right? Here's the conflict. I mean, you can see it. Here's the conflict. I mean, I didn't cheat or bend rules. I, I didn't want to be that kind of person. I mean, I, I didn't want to take advantage of other people. I didn't want to be that kind of person. I didn't want to become a selfish person. See, I, I didn't fully, I didn't fully, right, believe that God was conspiring for my highest good or that the possibility of abundance and prosperity were really equally present for all people all the time. People would say, you can have, you can do great things, right? You can make a long-lasting impact. And I believe that, just not for me. See, I think many times we look at our current circumstances and current situations, 
and see a life that is filled with lack and limitation. We see struggle and scarcity. And if you're taking notes on this call, this may be one of the most important takeaways for you. Being convinced in your belief is not the same as truth. That, that's powerful. That's so powerful. Being convinced in your belief is not the same as truth. So you can see, you can see here how my departure point was filled with conflicting and, and competing commitments that were not congruent with the person I wanted to become. I didn't want to become rich and selfish. I didn't want to become rich and take advantage of people. I didn't want to become rich and cheat people. That, that wasn't congruent. See, I, I was committed to my dream. I was committed to the dream of my arrival point, where I wanted to be, but my beliefs and patterns, my beliefs and patterns told me the only way that I was going to get there was to become the type of person I didn't want to become. You see, that's important. My beliefs were based in the facts of my life, the life I had experienced and I had seen played out time and time again and through my, my study and growth. I would come to know the facts are personal, but truth is universal. Facts are personal. When, when a person does not have the money, they need to live the life they want. That is a fact of their life. But that is not the truth of a God who creates an abundant universe where, where they've been given dominion over all things. See, the facts of their life and the truth of who and whose they are are completely different. See, it wasn't enough it wasn't enough for me just to have a picture of what I wanted. That would, that would certainly help me get closer to what I wanted. Would, would certainly help me get closer to my goal. It, it wasn't enough for me to just read affirmations every day and think positive thoughts. I mean, that, that's part of the process I, for sure, but, but that doesn't get you all the way to your goal. It, it wasn't enough for me to be persistent, hardworking, or full of desire. I mean, again, all of those things move you closer to the survival point. But until my departure point thinking was congruent with my arrival point model, I'd never fully get there. And uh, after, after all this time on this call, if you're still on this call, you know you won't either, and you know that that's not, that's not good enough. You don't want to just kind of make it. If you're still on this call, if you haven't hung up yet, you don't want to, you don't want to just, kind of make it to your goal. You don't want to get closer to your dreams. You want to live your dreams. In this study, I'm telling you, this study will serve you by helping you explore your departure point and congruences. You may be asking yourself, you know, how can I know? How can I know if I have competing commitments to old patterns that aren't congruent with my dream? Well, for me, here's what I can tell you. I, I would always look at where I was in my journey. And if I was not at my arrival point, that's a, that's a pretty convincing indication to me that I was still had work to do. Now, let me leave you with this. And I, and I think it's probably the heart of the lesson and, and truly a defining aspect of the secret that Hill writes about in the book. And most people read it and they never get it. And they never really get it. Anyone who's been in the study of, human potential for any length of time is well aware of the idea that the, the creative process in, it, in its simplest and, and easy to understand formula is to be, do, have, right? We, we've all heard that. We're all human beings rather than human doings. Mahatma Gandhi, he, he made this concept, the universal knowing, when he said, be the change you want to see in the world. My question was, 
when I was at my departure point, how do I be the change? Like, like what, what comes before the be? How do I be? How does one get to the level of awareness to have, to, to have their be, be congruent with the change they see? How do I overcome the very real physical conditions and circumstances? How do I look beyond that? I mean, it's, it's obvious if a person, it's obvious if a person does not yet have what it is that they're seeking, that, that, that they're not in congruent beingness with what it is that they want. The law is very clear. It's very simple. We all understand it as the law of attraction, right? When our beingness is congruent with our desire, then we attract the people. We attract the conditions, the circumstances, and the thoughts for what it is that we want. We become a match for that, right? But, but how do we alter our current departure point vibration? How do we alter our current departure point situations and conditions? How do we overcome that so, so that, that we can be congruent with what it is that we claim we want. How can we stay congruent with our arrival point desire long enough for us to become aware of what our next step is? This is Hill and Napoleon Hill's entire purpose for writing the book and all the exercises that he put in the book. Now I'll show you the process. I'll show you the process of thinking real rich. Here's the motto, it's simple. It starts with the departure point congruency with your arrival point and goal, okay? So, so you're standing right now at your very first departure point. It's your life that you've created up until right now. And you have out there in front of you a place called there, which is an arrival point goal. That's your desired goal. And it starts. It starts with making sure that there's congruency with where you are, with where you want to go and taking the action steps that become divinely inspired in the direction of that desired arrival point to the next departure point. And then renaming the process of evaluation and consideration of the universal truths over the personalized facts of our current conditions and circumstances. So what does that look like in real time in our lives? It looks like this, I can tell you, right? We define our arrival point. That's the goal. What he will call our chief aim in life. Then we assess our starting point. Where are we right now? Where are we now in our life? This is the first of many departure points. We look at, we look at conflicting beliefs that we hold and patterns that are incongruent with the good that we want to create. We, we begin to challenge those convictions. We, we challenge the conviction of the beliefs that we hold. We hold a light to them. We'll take a light and we shine it on them, right? We ask ourselves, are these true? Is what I believe, is, it, is what I believe, is it based on the facts, based on the conditions and circumstances of my life? Is, is what I believe based on the understanding of my experience up until now, or is what I believe based on truth? And we seek. We seek to explore and discover the highest truth, the universal truth about what is possible for our life, not based on wishful thinking or hope or luck or chance. Not, not, we don't do that, but based on our understanding of the creative process and the laws that govern it. And, and it, it's from that new understanding and belief, we become aware of a new pattern of thinking. And that, that new pattern allows us to have access to a divinely inspired idea. He'll, he'll, he dedicates an entire chapter on this called The Sixth Sense. He, he, ded, he dedicates that entire chapter on imagination. 
these intellectual faculties. Just as you've been, I tell you, just as you've been given these five physical senses, you have the ability to hear, see, smell, taste, and touch. You've been gifted as well with six intellectual faculties. You have six of them. They're, they're imagination, will, reason, memory, intuition, perception, right? You have these powers. You have these resources within you. And what we do is we take the next action step in the direction of our dream, and that lands us right at the doorstep of what the next departure point is. That, that's the journey. That's the journey. We become more aware of beliefs that do not serve us and aren't part of this universal truth, and we challenge the boundaries that hold us back. So if you were, I tell you, if, if you were to talk to our daughter and say anything about ideas, if you would, you, you would even pull up the word idea, she would immediately say, Daddy loves ideas. And I do. I, I really do. I, and the reason I do, I know ideas are the seed. They're the foundation. I, and I tell you, I used to think small and in, in, in the tone of, can I? Can I? Now I place a how in front of that. How can I? I want to bring up ideas that are so far-fetched all the while facing in the direction of my faith, which is another one of the principles that he talks about and he teaches in this book. And then we take that next step, and each examination of our belief and each decision to accept a higher truth is the thinking part. That's the thinking part of think and grow rich. The action steps we take as a result of the renewal of the mind, this higher level of awareness and new belief, is the growing part of think and grow rich. We first think, true thinking. True thing, where we enter into a new consideration about what's possible for our lives. We, we think by challenging our current beliefs. That's how we think. This, this is hard to do by yourself. It, it really is. It's very difficult to do on your own. It's, it's, why, it's why being a part of a community of people who support you is critical. It's also extremely helpful to have somebody who's been there, done that, and understands and guides you through your, your limiting BS. Through your, you know, it, I mean, this is, this is a family show, okay? Your belief system, your limiting belief, your BS, uh, limiting beliefs. This is, what, this is what creative thinking is. Creative thinking is the entertainment of a new, more expansive idea that is in harmony and congruent with your highest good and in alignment with universal truth. That's thinking. That's what thinking is. And if, and if we stay congruent in our thinking, with the good that we desire, and if we step forward, like Maslow said, we step forward into growth, we take that step forward, our faith becomes fortified, and we experience and expand new life. That's what I call growth. <laughs> That's growth. And expand, when our life begins to expand, we think and grow, and we, we do that consistently over a period of time. When we follow a system over a period of time, we arrive at our goal, and our lives are enriched through the process. Not, not, they're not enriched by reaching the goal, by, by getting something. They're really enriched by becoming someone. And that's when our thinking and our growing enriches our lives. And we literally think and grow rich. I know this process works. I know it does because I've experienced it in my own life. And I know it works because I've seen it in the lives of others. I've seen it work in their lives. People from all, all over the world, from every walk of life, from every possible departure point in life. And what I'm offering you on this line right now is an opportunity 
have me guide you through this process to teach you each principle in the book through the filter. This is the filter we're going to use of congruent thinking and a process of discovering your competing commitments to beliefs that no longer serve you. And we're, we're going to go much deeper than a simple be, do, and have model. And I, I'll do this with the teaching call every week where I'll bring to life Hill's teaching and, and create a personal journey for you through my experience at each departure point. What I did, how I faced it, what actions did I take? I'll then share some bonus videos with you from John Maxwell. These are, these are leadership legends. John Maxwell, Les Brown, Nick Wojcik, Paul Martinelli. These are exclusive videos that you can't find anywhere else. Each week, every week, for eight weeks, we have a teaching call followed by a time of Q&A to help you apply these principles. I'm also going to give you a digital flip book of the original book so you don't even have to go out and buy the book. By the end of these eight weeks, you have a digital library that you can access anytime. Now, the complete eight-week study with all the downloadable resources, all the live calls, a copy of the original text, and the bonus calls is yours for $97. And I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I truly believe that is a great value at that price. It really is. So, so for those of you who are ready to join the study, which begins next Tuesday on the 30th and want to experience the study live like this call and in real time and be a part of the community, let's get signed up and start growing. And, and if you're ready to get started, what I'll do is I'll, after this call, I'll send out an email link following the call and, and you can join us that way. So I, I want to thank everybody. Every one of you being on the call today, I know you've got lots of other things you could be doing. And I would just like to say, look, if you love the call, then I would love for you to share what you loved about it and share the recording. This, this recording is going to be available and open to anybody. So I really do appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day. Um, I appreciate you guys. I hope you guys have a great day and God bless.